Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Friday, January 17th. Stocks are extending their gains. So the S&P futures are up another eight to nine points. That's about 25 basis points. Europe is rallying 80 to 85 basis points. Um, Asia saw gains also, although not as robust as the US was yesterday or Europe is this morning. Um, so Japan was up about 40 basis points, Tang Seng up about 60 basis points, and mainland China, the Shanghai comp was about flat. Um, you know, so again, there's kind of longer term secular forces clearly at play here. Now we've been, you know, over a month into this revaluation process um, after you saw all the um, ostensibly positive trade developments late last year. Um, that has clearly led to a revaluation process in the S&P. So we've exited that prior valuation range of that 16 to 18 times. And now most people think that we are permanently within this 18 to 20 times. The S&P right now, assuming um, the current top-down consensus for 2020, is trading at essentially 19 times. So right in the middle of that 18 to 20 range. Um, you know, And now I think the debate is whether you just go straight to 20 times or you revisit that 18 times and kind of test... Um, what's kind of become a rel- relatively complacent market? Um, I would I would probably argue for the latter, so I revisit to eighteen times. Um, you know, I don't I don't necessarily think this twenty times is justified. I don't know if it's if it's really sustainable, um, but clearly the market is intent on at least um, uh, briefly touching that level. So that's kind of a longer term secular thesis that's at play in the near term in terms of the last 12 hours. Um, the big macro news for today is the China eco data. So the Q4 GDP number on a year on year basis was in line with the street, in line with Q3. Um, you know, because of rounding on a month on month, on a quarter on quarter level rather, it was a little bit better than expected. The December industrial production figure was very strong, about 100 basis points above the street assumption. So you're clearly seeing um, improvement in um, you know, some of the Chinese manufacturing numbers. I thought it was interesting that um, PPG yesterday, the US paid company that reported yesterday morning, um, the numbers weren't great. The EPS missed and the guidance was a little light, but management did say that they are seeing signs of improvement, signs of stabilization in China. Um, it's being offset by softness elsewhere in the world, um, but the China comment was interesting. Um, so China data is really kind of the big major macro st- theme story for today. And, and, you know, certainly it is positive. You do see some headlines talking about how, um, you know, China may not stimulate as much as as anticipated because the data is improving. You know, like I've been saying for a while, I never thought China was about to embark on, um, you know, a shock and awe um, stimulus program. They are doing, um, you know, they're taking they're taking minor actions um, pulling various levers, but they're not kind of unleashing um, a wave of monetary or fiscal stimulus. And I don't necessarily think the data today really changes that all that much. Um, on the earnings front, CSX was a big name in the US yesterday. Um, quarter was okay. The guidance for 2020 was a little bit light on revenue and the operating ratio too. Um, so that stock saw a little bit of pressure in the after hours last night. Um, in Europe today, though, you had uh, Rio Tinto had production numbers out le- last night. That stock is rallying. You're seeing the whole mining complex rally in Europe. It's probably more on China than I would say the Rio Tinto production numbers, but um, that SXPP mining index in Europe is definitely leading things higher. Um, you also had Reichmont, the um, luxury goods company, had had strong calendar Q4 sales, definitely better than feared calendar Q4 sales. So that stock has a bid as well. Um, so those are kind of the main highlights on um, on the earnings front. And then just kind of quickly running through today's timeline, um, you have a couple of earnings reports, You know, nothing I would say too shocking or too major. Um, Regions Financial at 6 a.m., 
Um, Citizens Financial at 6.30, Slumberger at 7 a.m., State Street 7.30, and then KSU at 8 a.m. Um, State Street will be interesting to watch just given Bank of New York yesterday. Bank of New York shares were hit very hard after earnings, not so much on the quarter, but on the call. Um, you know, management talked about expenses for 2020 being higher than expected. You know, BK was thought to be in an aggressive cost-cutting mode, so that was definitely a message that um, investors did not welcome. So, State Street today at 7:30 will be closely watched. Um, on the eco front, the only real major number I would say today is Michigan sentiment at 10 a.m. Otherwise, it should be a quiet day. Um, and then, just quickly looking into next week, um, obviously, U.S. markets are closed on Monday. Um, but you are going to have the Huawei CFO extradition hearing in Canada on Monday. Um, so that will be interesting just because it looks like she will be extradited to the U.S., um, you know, which which depending, uh, you know, which could certainly exacerbate relationships, at least with Beijing. Um, we'll see how that plays out. Um, and then the other big focus next week will just be on earnings. And again, the season is 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 more extended than normal. So you don't necessarily have a crushing volume of earnings next week. Um, but you are getting into kind of more sectors beyond just financials. IBM, Netflix, Texas Instruments, Comcast um, are just some of the few kind of non-financial names that are coming next week. Um, and that is essentially it. Um, you know, just looking at the bigger picture, I would say for now, the big macro question, now that we've kind of put trade to the side for the time being, um, I also think data is to the side for the time being, just given that markets will give data the benefit of the doubt, the assumption being that you're going to see an improvement in growth momentum from all these trade catalysts, although not immediately. So, you know, I think we're, we're kind of looking past December figures that may be coming in a little bit soft. We'll probably look past, I think, January and one, ones as well, probably not until February, March, where they really you really start to scrutinize data. Um, I think the, the probably the biggest near-term macro question for U.S. stocks is the Fed, not not necessarily rate policy, but more their repo actions. Because again, this whole issue of balance sheet expansion having to do with their repo interventions is getting a lot of attention over the last few days and the effects that has had on the recent rally. Um, you know, The Fed has been insistent since they've been intervening in repo markets that the balance sheet expansion that results from it is not QE. It should be ignored by stocks. It is simply just a technical adjustment on their part to calm uh, market functioning. It's not intended to provide accommodation or stimulus to the market. Um, you know, clearly stocks have have thought differently. So it's it you know the effect is not the same as if they were extracting duration from the market and conducting um, you know real long term or, or buying long term assets. Um, but it it clearly has had an effect. So I think just watching or listening to how Fed officials describe their their repo plans going forward, I think will be very interesting. If you were to see an announcement from the Fed, and I don't think you will see this. But if they were to say, you know, we are comfortable with with repo market stability going forward, and we will now step back, um, you know, I definitely think that would have a disruptive effect on the markets. Um, and I think the Fed is aware of that too, so they're going to be careful about how how they withdraw from the repo market to the extent they even do withdraw, and how they message. But that that is probably kind of one of the biggest near term macro tests um, for this tape, I would say. Um, so that is everything for today. Um, thank you everyone for listening.